Hey, B, excited about the show today? Oh, I sure am. Here, hold the sword. Then when I tell you, swing it at me. Wait, what? Why would I swing a sword at you? Because I'm holding this pen. You know the old saying, the pen is mightier than the sword? Okay, I see where this is going. B, this is a bad idea. Well, I was inspired by our two historical figures, crusading American journalist Ida B. Wells and French warrior teen Joan of Arc to see if the pen really is mightier than the sword. So you're going to swing that sword at me and I'll see if I can stop it with this pen. There's no way this will end well. Hey, maybe we'll prove the old saying or maybe I'll get my head chopped off. Either way, that's good podcasting. Hmm, good point. Okay, get ready, I'm swinging the sword. Ah. Hey, it worked, the sword shattered. The pen really was mightier. I knew it. Hey, before the show starts, let's test another phrase. Here, hold this leopard. I'm going to see if I can change its spots. Ah! Eric, please play the theme song. Here we go. What do you think you know about the greats from history? The game is on. Get some energy and buckle up your brain Cause it's time to play It's the Who Was Podcast Cause it's time to play the Who Was Podcast Live from Tonkaland, or so-called SoCal, Los Angeles Welcome to Who Was, the history quiz show that gives contestants the chance to win mega prizes and podcast glory I'm your announcer, B, and I'm as busy as a me And here's your host, He's an animal, vegetable, and a mineral. It's Elliot Kalin. Thank you, B, and welcome everyone to the Who Was podcast. This show, it's like Jeopardy, only with surprise guests, silly games, and the taste of rich, creamery butter. Mm. Mm. Our contestants were sent Who Was books about two great figures from history. Now they're here to show off their knowledge in the hopes of winning fantastic prizes. Prizes, prizes, prizes. Today, we're talking about crusading reporter Ida B. Wells and teenage warrior Joan of Arc, two women who weren't afraid to fight for their beliefs or get controversial haircuts. That's right. Joan of Arc's page boy cut was a scandal in the 15th century, almost as divisive as when I got the word fresh shaved into my head last month. Yeah, that was a rocky time for us all. I'm glad it's almost grown back out. Yeah, now it just says esh. Okay, let's meet our contestants. First up, we have Ava. Ava, please introduce yourself. Hello, I'm Ava. I've been playing a lot of soccer for the past five years, so I continue on doing that. What position do you play? Um, right mid or left mid. Oh my gosh. Midfield is so hard because you have to be good at, uh, at being defense, but also good at being offense, so amazing. It's also very hard because soccer is a hard game to play that I'm not good at, so any position is, is a difficult one for me. Yeah, yeah but, don't, but don't worry. We'll get to um, the fact that Elliot's really great at pool later on in the show. That's, <laughs> yeah. that's really more of, of his sport. Sure, sure. Yeah, yeah. The billiard table. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. All right. And next up, we have Sophia. Sophia, please introduce yourself. Hi, I'm Sophia. I do cheerleading and gymnastics. Oh, wow. Okay. What is the most, like, impressive trick you can do? Backpike. Nice. We have an extra fun fact about Sophia and Ava because they are actually sisters. Is that right? Yeah. That's right. It's a family grudge match today on the Who Is podcast, Sister versus Sister. And I believe you're also twin sisters. Is that right? Yeah. Now, I have a twin sister myself. I am a twin and I have a sister. What uh, is something that I should know if I ever want to say, like, prank my twin sister? 
because I've never been successful at it before. Do you have any tips, any hints, mm. any tricks, any cheats? It's really hard. I would just say be sneaky. So I shouldn't walk out into the room and say, I'm pranking you right now, and then pull mm. off the prank? No. Well, if you were to do a jump scare, like just be very quiet and try not to make things as obvious as possible, because I've known Sophia has done that in the past. Has jump scared you? No, I've jump scared her, but I'm the better at it. <laughs> Whoa. Oh, wow. Wow. We oh. just set the tone for the rest of the game already. I, I think we might have to change round three, which is going to be a jump scare competition. <laughs> we'll true. figure it out as we'll we go. We'll figure it out. Yeah, exactly. We'll run back to the writer's room. Thank you both for joining us, and thank you to Eric, our musician, for providing that lovely live Meet the Contestants music and all the music on the show today. So that's Who Is. Now let's find out who was Ida B. Wells with four fast facts. Four fast facts. Ida B. Wells lived from 1862 to 1932. She wrote books and articles exposing the evils of lynching, attacks on black people by violent mobs. Ida was a founder of the National Association for the Advancement of Colored People. The first black woman ever to have a street named after her in Chicago. Four Fastbacks. Now, are either of you crusading journalists or have you considered becoming crusading journalists? No. No. No, do you have a school newspaper? Have you ever written for it? We do, but I've never written for it. Okay, well, if you could write about anything you wanted to, what would you write about? The disadvantages of being a twin sister. <laughs> the disadvantages of being a twin sister. That's an expose, yeah. Yeah, what would be like the first, don't bury the lead on this, what would be the first thing that you uh, that you tell us about uh, the d- disadvantages of being a twin? Being a twin is, um, it can be fun, but it's not. Especially if you're identical. Thank goodness I'm not. Yeah. Do people ever ask you, uh, people always used to ask me about my twin sister and me. They would say, can you read each other's minds? Which is a, which is a nonsense thing to ask yeah. somebody. Do people ask you that? No. Oh, no. Yeah. I've never heard that. Oh, really? I mean, we can. That's the amazing thing. Is I could, Let me see what she's thinking right now. She's thinking she's hungry. Okay, well, that, that makes sense. All right. Wait a minute, uh, Elliot. That's what I'm thinking. <laughs> oh, no, I've been all this time I've been reading these minds. Oh, wait, are we actually twins? What a twist. We didn't know this was going to happen on the Who Was podcast today. What a very special episode. Well, thank you both. I think it's time to move on to our first game. Before we get to any other shocking revelations, this Ooh. game is called Choose Your Own Who Venture. Permission to choose your own Who Venture. Granted. Thank you, Eric. For this game, you will be placed in the shoes of Ida B. Wells as she makes some of the major decisions in her life. Choose the answer which best describes what you would do if you're Ida B. Wells, which you are for this game. Not in real life, but just for this game. Because this is our first game, each right answer is worth one point. Ava, you're up first. You are 16 years old, and your parents and youngest brother have died of yellow fever. Which who venture do you choose? Do you A, move in with your grandma, B, support your remaining siblings by taking a job as a teacher in another town, or C, run away, change your name, and hope the fever never finds you. You're a fever lever. Which do you choose? I would choose the second one. That's right. The answer is B. Ida took a job as a teacher when she barely finished high school. She would ride a mule to the schoolhouse, stay there during the week and teach classes, then ride back every Friday night so that she could cook and clean for her younger siblings through the weekend. Then on Sunday afternoon, she'd ride her mule back to the schoolhouse again. She even kept her teaching job after becoming a reporter. No news on whether she kept the mule, though, after becoming a reporter. This next question is for Sophia. The year is 1889. The owners of a newspaper called The Free Speech and Headlight ask you to come write for them. 
Do you, as Ida B. Wells, choose A, that you say yes, but only if they make you the editor and part owner of the paper, B, say no, you don't have time to take on a new job, or C, say you're not sure and you need more time to think about it and then take so much time thinking about it that they move on to their next candidate, Ida C. Wells. Which do you choose? A. That's right, the answer is A. Ida was so confident that she demanded to be the editor and co-owner of the paper, and they agreed. It was while writing for the Free Speech and Headlight that Ida was nicknamed the Princess of the Press. She actually lost her teaching job while there after writing about how inadequate the schools for black children were, and she turned to journalism full-time. She was the first female co-owner and editor of a black newspaper. The first! Okay. The next question is back to Ava. You are 21 years old and buy a first-class ticket for the ladies' car of a train in Memphis, Tennessee. But the conductor forces you off the train, saying only white women are allowed to sit there. Do you A, swear off trains and go back to riding your trusty childhood mule, B, go to the conductor's house later and force him out of the bathtub, or C, sue the railroad and write a newspaper article about the case? Which do you choose? The third one? That's right. The answer is C. Ida hired a lawyer, sued the railroad, and won. The judge ordered the railroad to pay Ida $500, but the railroad appealed the decision, and it was struck down under the racist Jim Crow laws in place at the time. Ida went on to write many articles exposing injustices and established herself as one of the most prominent and prolific journalists of her time. Okay, Sophia, the final question of the round is for you. The year is 1900. The destruction of your newspaper office in Memphis over anti-lynching articles made you decide to move to Chicago. The Chicago Tribune newspaper is running articles saying black students and white students shouldn't go to school together. You try to change the newspaper editor's mind, but he refuses to talk to you. Do you A, give up and only read the Chicago Sun-Times, B, start a newspaper insult war until he backs down, or C, get help from your friend, Chicago activist Jane Adams. Which do you choose? The second one. Oh, I'm sorry. The answer was C. Ida Wells knew when she needed an ally, and she also knew Jane Adams was someone Chicagoans listened to. Ida had Jane lead a group of activists to the paper's editor, and he stopped publishing articles arguing for separate schools. Jane Adams, of course, would go on to be the first American woman to win a Nobel Peace Prize. The only prizes my friends ever win is the Not Helping Elliot Move prize. Wait till you grow up and gotta move, kids. You'll find out who, you, who your real friends are. And that's the end of the round. Your cool venture has been chosen. Elliot, that reminds me, I can't help you move next week. Uh, B. Uh, Ada, Sophia, would you be able to help me move next week? No. No. Let's turn to our own ally named Jane, who everyone listens to. That's producer Jane, who has the scores. Well, Elliot, first of all, I can help you move next week. Uh, and Ava has two points. Sophia has one point. Thank you, Jane. You're my hero. I will repay you for helping me move with one slice of pizza. Those scores are close. It's still anyone's game. And we'll get right back to the game after this short break. Eric, please play us some newspaper music if you could. Black and white and red all over. Welcome back to the Who Was Podcast. Today we're learning all about who was Ida B. Wells and who was Joan of Arc. Our scores are Ava with two points and Sophia with one point. And now, back to your host, Elliot Kalin. Thank you, B. Let's keep the game moving along and learn a little more about Joan of Arc with four fast facts. Four fast facts. 
Joan of Arc lived from 1412 to 1431. She led French soldiers during the Hundred Years' War while she was still a teenager. Joan of Arc was inspired to fight after experiencing visions of angels. And in 1920, she was named a Catholic saint and is now the patron saint of France. Four fast facts. It's amazing that Joan of Arc inspired so many people with nothing but the strong emotions of a teenager. Yeah, she's kind of like Taylor Swift. If instead of writing songs, Taylor Swift put on a suit of armor and renamed herself Taylor of Swift. Yeah, okay, so Ava Sophia, has there ever been anything that has made you just want to get on a suit of armor and ride out and fight for it? Honestly, if it's like, I think someone like bullying people, like, I don't really like that. That's not really good. Yeah, and I have to imagine that Ava, a suit of armor could be helpful in soccer. What do you think? Yeah, maybe. Now that I think of it, especially the goalie. Yeah. Especially yeah. the goalie. Yeah, it might make it harder to run. Yeah, although it would, it would, it would probably intimidate the other side, and then the light would shine off the armor, and it would blind them, and then you could just kick the ball right past them. That could be useful. Yeah. And with cheerleading, Sophia, I think the armor again, it would make a statement. Again, hard to jump and hard to to kick, probably. And if you were on the top of the pyramid, it would be heavy, but yeah. still. Yeah, but it would come also in handy if, you know, like your school mascot was the Knights or something. Yeah. So let's move on to our next game. It's something we call True or False. True or False. Is it true or is it false? Is it false or is it true? Is it true that it was false? Or is it false that it was true? True. True True or false. In this game, B will read a statement about Joan of Arc, and you will tell us if the statement is true or false. False. It's just in the name. It's in the name of the game. And it's since it's our second game, each question is worth two points. Sophia, you're up first. All right, Sophia. True or false? The war Joan fought in, the Hundred Years' War, started because of a disagreement between a French prince and the King of England over who should become King of France. Is this true or false? True. That's right, it's true. King Edward III of England was all, I'm the nephew of the old King of France, so I should be the king. And Prince Charles of France was like, I'm the cousin of the old King of France, so I should be king. And the two countries fought over it from 1337 to 1453. So really, even though it was called the Hundred Years' War, it actually took 116 years. And the French word for the heir to the throne is dauphin, which means dolphin, even though the prince was totally a person and not a dolphin. You know, it makes me so mad when people pretend they're dolphins. Okay, maybe we should move on to the next question. This one is for Ava. All right, Ava, true or false? Joan of Arc was the daughter of a wealthy nobleman who was promised a new castle if the French Prince Charles was crowned king. That's false. That's right, that's false. Joan was the daughter of a poor farmer in a small village. Until joining Prince Charles' army, she worked on the farm and never learned to read or write. But that's how it is in France. One day you're bringing water to the cows, the next you're defeating the English at the Battle of Orleans. Sophia, it's your turn. All right, Sophia, true or false? At the Battle of Saint-Louis, an arrow was shot through Joan's leg, wounding her so badly that her leg had to be cut off. False. That's false. Joan was wounded at the Battle of Saint-Louis, but with an arrow to the shoulder, and she returned to the battle after her wound was treated with olive oil and bacon fat, because back then, medicine was delicious. Ava, this last question is for you. True or false? Despite being in several battles during her two years of fighting, Joan never killed anyone. True. That's true. Joan inspired her fellow soldiers with her bravery and her impeccable banner-waving. But as a devoutly religious woman, she never took another person's life. Imagine how much better things would be if wars weren't about killing, but just about banner-waving. 
wait a minute, are you saying nations should settle their differences with cheerleading competitions? Yeah, I think they should. It's a great idea. Sophia, what do you think? Are you ready to settle the differences between nations? Nope. Okay, well, maybe, All right. maybe, maybe after some practice, I don't know. Okay. <laughs> and on that note, I think it's a good idea to end this game. True, 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 true or false. And now to receive our own divine vision, producer Jane with the scores. Oh, Elliot, this score is as close as twins. With Ava has six and Sophia has five. Thank you, Jane. Fraternal twin scores, I guess, because they're not identical scores. Yeah, they're not identical. Yeah. Okay. And now for our next game, it's called... Look who just rode into the studio on horseback. It's Joan of Arc. <gasps> Bonjour, Elliot Zippy. I have journeyed to your time to a miracle brought about by a truly awe-inspiring power. God? No, the Who Was App. Who was that? You want to reach someone in the past. All you need is the Who Was App. Who Was App? Right, I always forget we have a time-traveling app. It is an honor to have you here, Joan of Arc. What brings you to the studio? And would you mind climbing down off your horse? No. I stay on my horse. I am here for two reasons. First, to correct the way you have been saying my name. My name in French is Jeanne d'Arc. Some foolish English translator thought d'Arc meant of arc, and that is how I have been known ever since. Sacre bleu! That's French for what a goof. What's your other reason for coming here, Jeanne? <sighs> As a teenager, fighting for France in the Hundred Years' War, I know life can be hard for teens. Just because an angel gave me a divine mission doesn't mean I didn't still have to deal with crushes, pimples, and feeling uncool. So I started an advice column where I answer letters from young people. I call it Dear Gianni. What a great idea. Well, I can't wait to read your column later, after the show. D no need to wait. I'm going to do it right now. If you could read this letter, please. We kind of have a game to get to. No, we must answer these teen advice letters for France! <laughs> okay, okay, uh, okay. Here's the first letter. It says, Dear Jenny, the other kids at school make fun of me because I dress differently than they do. Should I give in and start dressing like everyone else? Signed, Sartorial in Cincinnati. <sighs> Let me tell you this, Cincinnati. When I left my home to fight for France, I had to dress like a soldier. I cut my hair and wore a suit of armor. People got mad or looked at me strange, but I had to be myself. And now... I'm a patron saint of a whole country. To quote Taylor of Swift, haters gonna hate, 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 hate. You do you. Vive la France. Next question. Okay, next question. Hey, B, you took the letters right out of my... Uh, <clears throat> Dear Gianni, I wanted to get a gift for my co-worker, but he's notoriously hard to shop for. He has been described as a turn signal in human form. Any thoughts on a gift? Sign, searching in so-called SoCal. B, are you sure this is from a teen? It's from an excite teen person. Oh, oh, listen, give her a chance to answer. Okay, okay, searching. I know it is... Uh, how you say... Um, uh, uh, 
basic, basic. But I always just opt for a nice candle. That way, if they are not a candle person, they can just re-gift it for the next person they are having trouble finding a gift for. In this way, it's the gift that keeps on giving. Vive la France! Oh, um, wait, there's a uh, PS here. Uh, <clears throat> can you ask Elliot if he likes vanilla-scented candles? Alors, no time to answer. I must go. Does France need you? <laughs> no. I'm off to record some TikTok videos. <laughs> Remember, I may be a warrior saint, but I'm still a teen. <laughs> TTYL! Wow, she left us with some really good advice. And it looks like her horse left us with something not quite so good. Ooh, why don't we take a quick break to clean that up? And when we return, we'll find out whether Ava or Sophia will win this hundred questions war. Eric? Please play us some teenager music. Thirteen is the first. Salut, who was ours? C'est moi, Marie Curie. You may remember me from winning multiple Nobel Prizes or perhaps from my episode of the Who Was podcast where I played myself. I wanted to take a moment to read one of my favorite reviews about the Who Was podcast. <clears throat> This is from Shake and Bake, and it reads, Loved this. Me and my little sister love this show. More please, our fave is Harriet Thoman. If you want to hear your review read on the air, make sure to subscribe, like, and review to the Uwas podcast in the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. Au revoir, or should I say, à bientôt. When the clock is started. We're back on the Who's Podcast. When we last left off, Ava had six points and Sophia has five points. And now, back to your host, Elliot Kaling. Thank you, B. It's a close game, and the only way to figure out who's going to win this twin versus twin, sister versus sister grudge match is with our last game, Converge of Greatness. Joan heard that kind of music when she was having her divine visions. I have to assume so. It's like a divine song. It's like a song straight from heaven. And yet I know it's actually just from Eric. Wait, is Eric from heaven? No, Eric's from Florida. <laughs> oh, right, right. No, so very much not. In this multiple choice game, we'll explore how the lives of Ida B. Wells and Joan of Arc connect, overlap, or converge. And because we're in the third round, each question is worth three points. Ready? The first question goes to Ava. B, take it away. Joan of Arc was known as the Maid of Orleans, but that just meant she was a young lady. She never worked as an actual maid. Ida B. Wells held lots of different jobs during her life. Was she the first Chicago woman ever to be an A, ice cream truck vendor, B, probation officer, or C, college president? B. That's right, it was B. As a probation officer, Ida used the powers of her job to help former prisoners find jobs and homes. Ida also founded the Negro Fellowship League, an organization that helped black men in similar ways. Ida spent her life working both inside and outside official systems to help people. Okay, the next question is for Sophia. Ida B. Wells spoke to two different presidents, McKinley and Wilson, about the need for laws against lynching, but neither of them followed through. And it wasn't until earlier this year, 2022, that an anti-lynching law was passed. Joan also had problems with King Charles VII's follow-through. What 
did he fail to do? A, he didn't help free Joan when she was captured by the English. B, he didn't notice that the yogurt he took from the office fridge was clearly labeled Joan. Or C, he didn't send troops to save her village from being invaded. A. That's right, the answer is A. In the year 1430, Joan was captured by soldiers of the Duke of Burgundy, and the King of England offered him 10,000 francs, that's the money in France, for her. But King Charles, the same king Joan had been fighting for since he was a prince, didn't make an offer at all, and he didn't send soldiers to free her. That must have made Joan so mad. Yeah, Joan of Arc, more like Joan of Arc. Excellently done, excellently done, B. This next question is for Ava. Joan of Arc had to travel hundreds of miles from her home village of Domremy, France, in order to meet Prince Charles and join his army. Ida B. Wells also traveled over hundreds of miles. Was it A, to follow her favorite band on tour, B, to call attention to injustice by walking across America, or C, personally sell subscriptions for the free speech newspaper? The second one? I'm sorry, it wasn't the second one walking across the country, it was C, selling subscriptions. Ida didn't just write for the newspaper, she didn't just edit the newspaper. When she found out the paper needed more customers, she personally went out and traveled the South, selling the paper. Her hard work paid off, and in less than a year, the paper went from having 1,500 subscribers to having 4,000. Because it doesn't matter what you write if nobody gets to read it, and it doesn't matter if you ask a final question if Sophia doesn't answer it. So Sophia, this last question of the round is for you. Both of our historical figures bravely face violent opposition to their beliefs. Ida Wells' articles exposing the horrors of lynching led a white mob to attack her newspaper's offices and destroy their printing press. Meanwhile, Joan of Arc was burned to death by her enemies. What crime did they say Joan was guilty of? Was it A, witchcraft, B, heresy against the church, C, dressing like a boy, or D, all of the above? D. That's right, it was D. Her refusal to compromise her religious beliefs angered her enemies almost as much as her refusal to wear a dress. Though there were many rumors about Joan seeing the future and performing miracles, we now know she wasn't a witch or a heretic. She was just a brave teenager with mad style. And that heavenly song again means it's the end of the game, which means it's almost the end of the show. While we wait for Jane to tally the points, I'd love to hear from our contestants. Uh, Sophia, Ava, what's something that really stuck out to you about Joan of Arc or Ida B. Wells? Um, I was really surprised, like, when Joan said that the claim that she saw saying to the priest, they were like, they didn't believe it at all. Honestly, they, I would think they would have been like all over that because it's like the saints talking to people. They were so mad at the idea that the saints might talk to her instead of talking to them. Because, right, she's just this girl from some French village somewhere, and there are these fancy bishops and whatnot. Okay, right. Ava, yeah. what surprised you about either Joan of Arc or Ida B. Wells? Surprise, Joan of Arc's parents didn't think she was crazy. That is the other reaction you could have when someone comes to you and says the saints are talking to you. Yeah, it's a little, it's a little surprising that her parents were like, yeah, we believe you and a little surprising that the priests were like, we don't believe you. You might have thought it was the other way around. Certainly, if my kids came to me and said that they were receiving uh, visions of angels, I would say, we need to take you to the doctor. But I guess they didn't really have much doctoring back then. It was yeah. all just bacon and olive oil, which, again, yeah. sounds amazing. But <laughs> thank yeah. you both for sharing those moments with us. I think those are, those are yeah. great perspectives on Joan's visitations. But now it's time, once again, for the big moment. Jane, please announce our winner. 
well it be? Ava led throughout most of the game, but at the last minute, Sophia pulled out the win with 11 points. Sophia is our winner. Yay! Congratulations, Woo-hoo! Sophia. What a roller coaster of a game. Uh, Truly. I, I would watch out for some jump scares later because That's uh, right. it's it's hard to be a, it's hard to be a winner and not get some retaliation from your sibling. But you have 10 seconds for shout outs. Who would you like to thank for your victory today? My mother. All right, there you go, short and sweet. <laughs> that's that's really nice. Yeah. Uh, that makes me want to thank my mom for something. I'll do it later. You can you can help uh, you can thank her when she helps you move. Oh, she never does. Our winner and their library of choice will be receiving a selection of Who Was Books, and I'm going to give a shout out of my own to intern Zach, Jane, Eric, Nimini Ware for being our Joan of Arc, and to be, and a big thank you to both of our contestants who played a fantastic game today. You should both be very proud. And thanks, of course, above all, to you, our listener, for enjoying the show. Next week, join us again as we'll find out about two more amazing people from the past. Until then, this is Elliot, Princess of Podcasts, Kaylin, saying, We're history. Goodbye, everybody. Got a question for any of our famous figures? Send us a voice memo at thewhowaspodcast at gmail.com. It might just end up on the show. The Who Was Podcast is produced by Radio Point, iHeartMedia, and Penguin Workshop and is based on the best-selling Who HQ series published by Penguin. This show was hosted by Elliot Kalin with co-host Megan O'Neill as B. It also starred Jane Baker as producer Jane, Eric Shackney as Eric, and Nimini Ware as Joan of Arc. Our executive producers are Richard Corson, Alex Bach, Elliot Kalin, Megan O'Neill, Daniel Powell, and Houston Snyder. The executive producer for Penguin Workshop is Francesco Sedita, and the executive producer for iHeartMedia is Lindsay Hoffman. This episode was written by Elliot Kalin, Megan O'Neill, and Jane Baker. It was produced by Bernie Kaminsky and Taylor Kowalski. Our talent producer is Jane Baker. The theme song and music have been composed and performed by Eric Shackney. Edited and mixed by Kate Moldenhauer, recorded by Joanna Samuels, and special thanks to Zach Timpson, Charlotte DeAnda, and Michael Lewis Howard. Sound services provided by Great City Post. It's the Who Was Podcast, because it's time to play the Who Was Podcast. Who